Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Today is Vision Sunday. Somebody say Vision Sunday. Amen. So we want to welcome you to Vision Sunday 2022. You know, at the beginning of the year, God said that this was going to be our year for greater, right? This is going to be our year for greater, and the scripture that we are we are standing on, that we are proclaiming, is found in John chapter fourteen, verse twelve. And these 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 are Jesus's words. He says, "I tell you the truth: anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father." Is there anybody who believes in Jesus today? Anybody that believes in Jesus today. And the Bible says that if you believe in him, that you can do everything he did, but you can also do greater works. Anybody believing for a greater year this year? Are you believing for greater in your family? Are you believing for greater glory, a greater prayer life, a greater devotional life, a greater spiritual life? Are you believing for a greater marriage, a greater family, maybe a greater business? Maybe you're looking for greater health. I believe that this is the year for greater. So I want you to to, to take time to define what is going to be your greater this year. I don't, I don't want you to end last this year like you ended last year, right? Every year we make, you know, resolutions, right? Anybody make New Year's resolution? Nobody? Like, we've already given up on that. Like, okay, that whole getting healthy, losing weight, it's just not going to work, right? So I changed this. I'm going to eat more tacos this year, God. Yeah. Anybody want to join me in that? Amen. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, but I want you to take some time. What What is your greater? So today with Vision Sunday, I really want to uh, uh, set the course. And we hadn't done this um, since we, we launched. But, you know, last year, we, we at the end of last year, we started a series called All Access, right? All Access. And we talked about our, our mandate, right? Our mandate. And, and our access mandate is what? It's to build a prophetic church with a prophetic people in a prophetic culture. Now, we don't want to use that term prophetic to be all kind of weird and, and mythological and mystical. But what we mean by prophetic, the prophecy in its essence is to hear the word of God and to declare it here on the earth. And so as a prophetic church, we want to align ourselves with the priorities and the purpose of heaven, right? We don't want to be a church that is looking to expand our kingdom, our empire, our influence what we want to do is we want whatever God is declaring in heaven, we want to declare that on the earth. We want to, We don't want Access Church to be famous. We don't want Pastor Brian, believe me, you don't want Pastor Brian to be famous because if I'll be famous, it'll be for the wrong things, okay? And, and so our, our, our vision, our goal is to make God famous, right? To, to, to make his name famous. And so that is our mandate. Then we talked about what our mission, right? Our mission, our mandate is our why and our mission is our what? What are what are we called to do? And and it's simple. Access Church is about loving people into an authentic, relevant, and maturing relationship with Jesus Christ. Right? That is, and and we use our short form a lot. In our our, our short form is just loving people to Christ. And you know, those of you that have been with us for a while or are here during you know this series, I talked about how when when God began to stir within us the whole concept of of Access Church, and you know, we were trying to define you know what we would be and and how we would be, and you know, and I, I knew it's important. It was important for us to really have a, a clearly defined objective what what is our mission what are we hoping to to accomplish and I sat down and I began to write you know just several things that I felt in stirring within my heart and my spirit and I came to this and I said we want to lead people to Christ and the Holy Spirit said uh-uh you're not going to lead people to Christ you are going to love people to Christ we are going to be a church that loves first right that we are going to be a church that not just leads people in 
into some type of religion or, 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 or religious ritual uh, uh, liturgical experience. But we want we want to introduce people to the Father's love. We want to be the, the physical manifestation of his love. Don't you think our world would be so different if the church, instead of judging, condemning, or criticizing, we would be loving people? Now, that, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that we're not going to speak out the truth, that we are going to water down the gospel, or we are going to, you know, just pick uh, and choose the parts of the word of God that, that, that we are going to preach or we're going to declare. No, we are going to speak the truth, but we will always speak the truth in love. And for too long, the church has been judgmental and critical and, 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 and condemning. And, and, and we want to break a lot of those religious paradigms and be a church that, that expresses and shows the love of Jesus Christ, right? And, you know, what, for, for me, the greatest, the greatest compliment that, that I could ever receive about Axis Church is not how, how great the preaching is or how cool your pastor is. And we know that those two are, are absolutely true, right? There is no doubt that you have the coolest pastor in all of this, this city, and at least that's my humble opinion. But, but you know, the, the greatest compliment, it's not about how amazing our worship is, and our worship is amazing, you know, how great our coffee and donuts are, and we have great coffee and great donuts, but the greatest compliment I could ever receive is that when people tell me that, Pastor, this is the most welcoming and loving church I've ever been to. When, when, when I hear that and people express that, that's how I know, yes, that we are living, that we are, we are manifesting everything that God has called and created us to be. That is our what. And then we talked about our why. So we have our, our, our why is our mandate, our what is our mission, and our how is our expression. How, how are we going to do this? And it's, it's three little separate, simple things. And this is our access expression. Our access expression is to love like Christ, to live like Christ, and to lead like Christ, right? To love like Christ. Like I said, don't you think our world, don't you think even your family or your marriage would be different if you would just learn to love like Christ, right? To, to love like Christ. Don't you, you think your, your workplace would be different if we would love like Christ, that if we would live like Christ and, and, and we would lead like Christ. And so, you know, during, during that series, you know, we talked about our, our divine assignment, our why, our what and our how. We talked about our mission. And today, I want to lay out a clear picture of what our vision is. And, and, and you've got to understand understand that vision matters vision is is important and, and some people might ask well, well well pastor you know why why is it so important you know you talk about the mandate you talk about the mission and and your expression and now you're talking about vision it, it sounds like you're conflating church with with corporate jargon with what you know we we, we find you know out out in you know in in the marketplace in corporate america but but you know why would a church or why is it important or necessary for us as a church to have a clear mandate, to have a clear mission, and to have a clear vision? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm about to tell you. And it's because vision matters. Go with me to the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs 29, 18. And this is what it says. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But the one who keeps the law, blessed is he, right? The, the more traditional version says where there is no vision, the, the people perish. But I love the, that, that new English translation version that I read, the first version, because it says where there is no prophetic vision. And I know some of you are like, Pastor, you're always like this prophetic. You guys are getting kind of weird. Yes, I warned you, we are a weird church. I told you that, you know, everybody has that weird family. We're the weird family, okay? Let's just, let's just wear it. Let's just wear it with pride. That's 
That's who we are, right? And, and, and so it, it says where there is prophetic vision. Now, that, that, that translation comes from the Hebrew word that the writer used in Proverbs to, to speak to divine communication that God had with the prophets, right? And not necessarily to just individual goals or, 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 or plans, right? It is divine communication, divine, divine direction, divine guidance, right? So vision in the context of this verse of this, of this proverb refers to divine direction, di di direction and, and guidance from God. And the word, the Hebrew word that is translated perish does not mean to die, but it means to lose self-control or, or literally to just run wild, right? To run wild. So where there is a lack of prophetic vision or direction from God, the Bible says that the people just will, will, will kind of run wild. And there's a lot of churches out there, man. They're, they're just have have no clear distinction no clear direction no clear vision and and if we're going to accomplish everything that god has for us we have to be clear about who we are we have to be clear about why we are and we have to be clear about where we are going so vision matters vision matters and and, and you know what, what we we fail to realize that that oftentimes when we fail to accomplish those goals or objectives in our life whether they're they're, they're marital goals or relationship goals or, or or financial goals or business goals or or health goals the, when we fail to accomplish those objectives it's not because we have a lack of discipline is because we lack vision. We, we, we have failed to, to formulate a picture, a, a, a clear picture of what our marriage should look like, our, our, our family should look like, or our lives should look like, what our business should look like, right? We, we, we fail to, to do that. See, without vision, you end up living life by default and not by design. By default, like like just letting things happen and 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 just letting things well, well, whatever will be. But let me tell you that God did not call you to live life by default, but He called you to live life by design. That's why the Word of God tells us in John ten ten, right? He says the the Son of Man comes so that you could have life and life more abundantly, right? That is that that is what He's saying. I called I. I have come so that you could live life not by default, not by, you know, say la vie, just, you know, come what may, but that you could have a clear vision for your marriage, for your family, for your life. And that's why when we talk about the principles of mandates and missions and expressions, these are not only principles that will help us accomplish and be successful in, in, in having the church that God conceived and God wants to see in this city. But when you take those principles and you apply them to every area and facet in your life, then everything in your life will, will change. It, it, it will it will begin to turn. And so as we talk about these things and we apply them to, to our church, I also want you to see how can you apply these in your personal life. And so that is why it is important to understand our mandate in our mission, right? Because we don't want to just be running wild. We don't want to be just things. And, and, and I don't know if you've been involved in a church or if you've seen a church that it, all, it, always, it almost always seems like they're doing something, but it's almost schizophrenic. Like one, one week they're feeding the homeless. The, you know, the next week they're, you know, they're, they're out there trying to minister to the drug addict. And, and it just they just kind of like all over the place and they're really just kind of running and staying busy but what are they truly accomplishing right and so we we have to have that clear vision right and and, and I want to make this clear that I did not think up or invent access church 
This is not my brainchild, right? Axis Church was conceived in the heart of God for this community. Axis Church was conceived in the heart of God for your family. And even before I knew that there would be an Axis Church, and much less that I would be the lead pastor, you know, uh, I, you know, I, 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 God already had a vision. God already had a picture. God already had a concept of why Axis Church would exist and and what Axis Church would be, and what Axis Church was w- w- would do, you know, and, and and that is why even before you got here, even before you had ever even heard of Axis Church, you know, God, I was praying and I was fasting, you know, and and seeking God for His plan, His purpose. I, I didn't want to do my thing; I wanted to do God's thing, right? This is this is His church. This is not my church, and this isn't about my ideas about what. I want in a church or what even you want. See, before we ever even knew of Access Church, God had a vision and God had a dream about Access Church. I remember in September 2017, I was in Del Rio, Texas, early in the morning, walking and praying, and I was walking around along the San Felipe Creek Trail, and, and God began to stir and said, Pastor Brian, it's time for you to start a church. And, and let me be honest with you, it was like it was never, it, it was never my desire to pastor my own church. I I I I I didn't want anything to do. I I truly enjoyed my life as 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 an executive pastor, as an assistant pastor. I enjoyed my life as an itinerant speaker, traveling, you know, and preaching in different churches and conferences. I would always tell the pastor that I love my job because I get to love them and leave them. Right? I show up on a weekend and I preach and we have a great time and then the pastor has to stay and fix all the mess, right? And deal with all the people. That we, we did that for several years in in, in, in our ministry in, in Latin America and here in the United States. And I never had the ambition, you know, and so right away I had my Moses moment and I began, you know, stuttering with God and asked God, why do you want me to be a pastor? There's so so many things and, and I even remember at that time he's like, God, why why another their church and at that time, we were living in Del Rio, and there were 98 churches in the city. And I'm thinking, God, 98 churches. We don't need another church. Why Why another church? And I remember the Holy Spirit saying very clearly and distinctly, is because your church will not be like any other church. Your church will be different. And... And, and at that moment, I, 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 I didn't understand exactly what he meant by that. But as, as I began to pray and seek God, I began to, to, to dream with God about a church that would, that would not judge and criticize and condemn people, but a church that would love people, a church that would, would come along broken people that live in broken relationships and broken homes and broken families. And we would be able to walk side, side by side with them. I began to dream about this and see this. And, and, and I thought, okay, God, I'll, I, will, I, I will do it. And I remember I said, God, I'll do it anywhere but in Del Rio. I said, I'll do it. Because at the time we were living in Del Rio. And I had really great relationships with the pastors in the city. And I said, God, I, don't, I know pastors. They're petty. Right? They're territorial. And I don't want any pastor drama. I said, you know what, God? I'll do it, but I'm going to do it in Eagle Pass. I love Eagle Pass. All right? Thought, you know, I was going to negotiate with God, right? And, and so there we were. And, and I remember when... Uh, I, I spoke with my wife and I shared and she, you know, I knew for sure that she was going to rebuke me and say, you know, that's not of God. God doesn't want you to pastor a church, you know. And she's like, no, I feel that it's time for us to pastor a church. And, and then, you know, we talked about Eagle Pass and all the reasons why Eagle Pass and all the reasons why not Del Rio. And in January of 2018... We no, it was actually November of 2017. We drove to to uh, 
to our, our pastors in, in Mexico, in, in Ciudad Guzman, Jalisco, and, and we met with them, and I began to share with them what God was stirring in my heart, and he confirmed it too. He said, yes, it's time, and, you know, and he asked me, you know, well, where are you going to start your church? And I said, I got the answer. I'm ready. Eagle Pass. And he says, why not Del Rio? And I said, oh, no, not Del Rio, <laughs> right? And, 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 and I remember after that little conversation, he says, you know, go and do as God has called you to do, but don't discount Del Rio. And, you know, I kind of let it go in one ear and out the other, and, and that was it. And so we began praying. We began, you know, to, to, to meet with uh, Basilio and Sabrina and Mike and Monica and just begin to pray and, and fast and believe for what Axis Church would be. And then in January, I remember we went back to Mexico, and we were driving back from Mexico when God told me that I needed to do two churches at once in Del Rio and Eagle Pass. And, and understand that that was, I have no, I didn't even want to pastor one, much less two. There, there are probably people out there criticizing and being judgmental, thinking, man, this guy thinks he's the lick, like he's the best pastor that he can do two at once. Understand, I didn't even want to do one, but it was so clearly spoken that God wanted us to do two, and he began to give me the strategy. He began to show me. He said, you know what? You're going to do church in Del Rio at 9 a.m., and that you're going to do you're going to do church in Eagle Pass at 12. And I said, well, why not in Eagle Pass at 9? Because people don't get up that early in Eagle Pass. And I began to realize we start at 12 and people still show up late. <laughs> right? See, God, God's got it all covered, right? Like, you know, if you guys like your beauty sleep or your barbacoa menudo, it's one or the other, right? Right? And, and, and little by little, God just began to do this. And I thought, God, understand that it was not my own personal ambition so that I could stand up here and say, we have two campuses. Because there's at times where I'm like, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing, God. But, but we must be doing something right, right? And, and so at that moment when when I answered the call and I said yes it, it wasn't just so I could do my thing I said yes to God's plan I said yes to his purpose to his mandate why because he is the king and I'm just the kingsman and ultimately I just live to do his will and so as I stand here today it is our mandate that directs us it is our mission that guides us and it will be our vision that drives us forward we have to have a clear vision. See, when we lose sight of our mandate, when we lose sight of our mission, we lose sight of our vision, then we'll, we will be like those people. We will be running wild. We will lack restraint. And I have seen churches when they lose themselves and they start putting other, other things of priority, when it becomes more about, about professionalism and presentation than the presence of God, they, they begin to shift and lose themselves. When, when it becomes all about the money and it becomes all about affluence and influence. And, and I pray today that the, we, we have these things so ingrained in ourselves that we would never lose sight of who God has called and created us to be. That's why we have to keep our main thing the main thing. We've got to keep our mandate, our mission, and our vision. So we will not be running wild and we will not lack restraint. The churches that went from being a has-been to being you know, irrelevant, and it's because they lost themselves and I stand here today and, and, and I want to ask for your accountability that we never lose sight of who God called and created us to be. If we ever stop keeping the main thing, the main thing, you can be the first one to say, Pastor, that's not what we're about. We're about loving people to Christ. It's not about crowds. It's not about money. It's not about professionalism or presentation. It's about allowing people to have access to the principles and the keys of the kingdom. Access to the presence, the power, and the glory of God. So vision matters. And, and, and I want to talk to you about the, the power of vision, right? The power of vision. Why vision is so powerful. Go with me to Proverbs 4 verse 7. It says, the beginning of wisdom is this. And I just love the practicality of this wise sage that writes these words. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Like, 
Okay. All right. What he's saying is that you've got to understand that the beginning of wisdom is for you to become aware of what you don't know, to know what you don't know, to, to, to recognize that there are things that you may not know that you, you, uh, you might not be aware of, right? No one ha- has the corner on the market of understanding and knowledge. And, and so he says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, though it costs all you have, get understanding. So we have three things. We have wisdom, we have knowledge, and we have understanding, right? So knowledge is information, understanding is common comprehension and wisdom is application many people say that information is power or knowledge is power but that's not true because there's a lot of things that we know that we don't do like i know that i should probably eat a grilled chicken salad when i'm ordering tacos right I know that I should probably be ordering, you know, an egg white omelet with spinach and mushrooms, right? Instead of ordering menudo. Like, I, I know that, right? But it's not knowledge or information that is power. It is the ability to apply. It is the application of that knowledge that is, is, is power. That's why wisdom is supreme because you can know something and not understand it, right? You can know something. So, so, when we talk about vision, right, vision is the capacity to see past the barriers, to see past obstacles. I love what author Jay Elliott writes in his book, The Steve Jobs Way. Um, Anybody that owns an Android, Steve Jobs is the inventor of the smartphone, you know, um, just so you know. But He wrote the Steve Jobs way, Leadership for a New Generation. This is what he writes. He says, Steve was described as having a power of vision that is almost frightening. When Steve believes in something, the power of that vision can literally sweep aside any objections, problems, or or whatever. They just cease to exist. His, his power of vision, his ability to see what was possible, to see, you know, what, 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 what could, you know, maybe happen was so powerful that it, was, it had the ability to just remove objections or problems that, that literally they, they would just cease to exist. And that's why it's so important that we develop our vision. And when I, I say vision, we've got to understand that there is this distinction between vision and sight because vision is greater than sight in fact dr miles monroe stated vision is the greatest gift god gave to man sight is a function of the eyes but vision is a function of the heart sight is a function of the eyes but vision is a function of the heart. That's why the next time you see your daughter and she comes home with the boyfriend that's ugly, you're like, Mia, you're so pretty. And this dude is because she has vision and not sight. <laughs> right? She's seen with the function of the heart. You're like, he's buck tooth, snaggle tooth, right? And you're like, I thought I trained you better than that. And you're like, I know he's so handsome. And you're like, are we looking at the same, you know? Just a practical insight between the vision and sight, right? Okay. So, vision is a function of the heart. See, sight can be the enemy of vision because sight is limited to the capacity of the eyes. Sight is limited to, to, to the, the capacity of the eyes, but vision is limited only by the boundaries of your imagination sight restricts you to the present but vision releases you to the uncharted frontiers of the future sight captures the present but vision captures the future sight deals with what is but vision embraces what could be and so when we talk about vision vision is not just a cute statement or a memorable alliteration but a god-sized dream 
dream, a divine purpose, and a passionate desire to see your world transformed, expressed through a divinely inspired strategy. And so you've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that Axis Church is not my vision or your vision. This is God's vision. And as the leaders of the church, the vision is not ours. We are not the vision originators, but we are the guardians of that vision. We are the guardians of that vision. See, I want you to begin to see Axis Church with me. Not with your eyes, not with sight, but see it through your heart. We're not perfect. I'll be the first to tell you. We are so far away from being perfect. I'm not the perfect pastor. I'm probably going to fail you. You're probably going to text me at some point and I'll probably forget to text you back. I'm probably not going to like all of your posts on InstaScam. The pastor doesn't even like my posts. Right? We are not a perfect church. We, 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 we are uh, not a perfect leadership. I, I, I'm telling you, that's why it's so important that I, I, I clearly articulate this, this picture of, of what Axis Church is and what Axis, where God wants to take Axis Church because I need you not to see it with your eyes. I need you to see it with your heart. I need you to, to see with me. I love what uh, uh, author Michael Fletcher writes in Overcoming Barriers to Church Growth. He said, it has always been God's pattern to use one leader who would speak for him in guiding the people into the vision of his destiny for them. Never was the formation of vision the product of a committee and every attempt at such was met with God's displeasure. You can't have two visionaries right see when you have two visions what do you have die vision right die meaning two die vision you can't have die vision right and 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 so you know i i i I'm being honest. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask, but God appointed me. God chose me, and I answered the call. So God has given me a clear vision, right? When when we when we look at at the structure of the body, right, and we we look at at the the church as a body, and we look at Psalm 133, right? Psalm 133 is the 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 unity psalm. How good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell in unity. It's like the sweet oil that flows from the head to the beard, right, to the to the body, right. Not only is that the unity psalm, but it's also a metaphor for the flow of anointing and the flow of authority, right? God always starts with the head, and the head is is Jesus Christ. When we talk about the universal church, Jesus Christ is the head of the universal church. But when we talk about the local church, the head of the church is the pastor, right? And then the beard is the leadership. It's an extension of the head. And then the body is is, is the body, right? And so we, we, we see that uh, the flow of authority and anointing goes from the head to the beard, you know, to, to, to the body. And, and just like in a physical body, where does sight reside? Where does vision reside? In the head. Could you imagine if you had the eyes on your back? You'd be running into everything and tripping over. You had eyes on your elbow. I can't see, you know, right? There is a reason why God put sight or vision to reside in the head. So there has to be one vision. There has to be one vision. But even though there is one vision, any God-sized vision will be greater than one man. That, what I mean by that is that God's vision for Axis Church is greater than anything that I could accomplish by myself. It's going to take all of us to do it. That's just the reality. See, vision is the capacity to see farther than your eyes can look. And so what I want today, uh, and my heart is to try to, to present that clear picture of where Axis Church is going the, and, and the, the dream of Axis Church or the vision of Axis Church. So I just want to tell you for a few minutes what I see when I see Axis Church. I see a church where lives are changed. I see a church where marriages and families are restored, where the preaching of the word will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the 
children to their fathers, where men and women are equipped and empowered to fulfill God's purpose for their lives, where children and youth not only hear about God, but they get to experience the very presence of God in their lives, where your relationship with God is not just theoretical or theological, but experiential, where the gifts of the Spirit are active in any every generation, from our children to the youth to our, our elders, a, a church where our children and youth will prophesy, a church that transcends Sundays and permeates every, every day in every area of our life, a church that influences the culture and is not influenced by the culture, a church that loves like Christ, a church that lives like Christ, and a church that leads like Christ. When I see Access Church, I see a local church, but with a global reach. And so this is the vision of Access Church. We are to be a multi-generational, multicultural, multilingual, multi-denominational, multi-site, biblically grounded, Christ-centered, Holy Spirit-empowered church that transcends religious spheres and permeates every facet of our lives. See, a church, if you have a church with just old people, you're not really the church. If you have a church with young people, you're not really the church. Why? Because we serve a multi-generational God. How do I know? Because the picture of the Old Testament is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? God always talks about the blessings being passed down from generation to generation. If we are only one generation of church, then we're not fulfilling the great commission or the great commandment. We will be a multi-generational church. We will be a multicultural church. We will be a multilingual church. We're not just going to stop with English and Spanish. We're going to add Chinese and Japanese and Portuguese and, you know... We're, we're, we're going to do whatever God has called us to do, and we will be multi-denominational. I love it when I meet people out in the community and say, Pastor, I'd go to your church, but I'm Catholic. I said, that's great. We have a bunch of Catholics that go to Access Church. Well, Pastor, I'm Baptist or I'm Lutheran. I'm Methodist. That's great because we've got a bunch of Methodists. We've got a bunch of Baptists. We've got a bunch of Lutheran. Well, we, or, well, Pastor, I'm atheist. That's great. We even want atheists in our church because we are the church, a church that will love like Christ, that will live like Christ and lead like Christ. We we will not reject the atheist. We will not reject the homosexual. We will not reject the adulterer or the fornicator. We will not reject the divorcee or the widow. We are called to love. This is the church who we will be. Pastor, I'd go to your church, but I'm getting great. And let me make it clear. We will not water down the truth of God's word. We're not here to tickle the ears. We are here to love, but we will always speak the truth and we will speak it in love. We will not make fun of those that are caught up in the LGBTQ deception. No, we will not. We will love them the same way that Christ would love them. That's who we are called to be. So I ask you today, can you put your access vision glasses on with me today? Can you stop seeing us with your eyes in our limitations and our imperfections and begin to catch the vision with your heart? Can you see that? See, because when you put on your, your access vision goggles and they begin to, your, your friends and your family say, you're going to church again? Weren't you just there yesterday? And now you're going Tuesday? And now you're going on Wednesday or Thursday? And now, you're, weren't you just there? And why you got to be there so early? And you're going to that church and all they do is they want your money. And that church is full of hypocrites and the pastor doesn't even dress like a pastor and this and that, right? See, when you have your access vision goggles on and they begin to point out all of our 
our imperfections. They begin to point out all of our mistakes and all of our failures. You can say, yeah, I know, but I love my church because I wasn't looking for perfect. I was looking for authentic. I was looking for a place to connect. I was looking for a place where I could grow and develop. I was looking for a place where people would love me and I could love them back. This is who I am. And you're going to give your money to that church or that pastor. Yes, I am. Why? Because I know where we are going. We are going to build a great church and a great community where our friends and families, our neighbors and our loved ones, they'll be able to experience the power, the presence, but more than anything, they will begin to experience the love of Jesus Christ. So will you put your access goggles on with me and begin to see, not with your eyes, begin to see this thing with your heart. Look at what the prophet Habakkuk says. Chapter 2, 2 and 3 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. See, today, I've done my best to try to make it as clear as possible. And we have a short-term goal. In three years, Vision 2025, to see a thousand disciples within four campuses. That gives us three years. Anybody who have their access goggles on and can see that with me? I want to build a church. If it's for me, tell them I'm kind of busy right now. They're probably, what does pastor want for lunch? I'll tell you. I want to build an amazing church that this community has never seen. You know what I picture here for Eagle Pass? A building with an auditorium for a thousand people. Come on, you got to put your, your access vision goggles on with me. A thousand of your friends, your families, your neighbors, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles. Those that said, I'll never go to that church. We got so many testimonies here at Access Church of people that said, I'll never go to that church. I'll never give money to that church or that pastor. And I've seen them be the first one say, Pastor, what do you need? A church with an auditorium for a thousand people that has a children's, not a children's area, but a children's chapel where they can have children's services and they can have worship with the children's praise and worship where they can experience the power and the presence of God where they have an indoor playground and access to an outdoor playground where we have a youth facility, a youth, a youth center with, with, with a big youth chapel and a cafe. Can you see that with me? But you know what? I'll be the first to say that I can't do that by myself. So I stand here today looking for vision runners. The word says that. Make it plain so those that can read it, those that can see it, that they may run those that read it. I'm looking for those that want to yoke up alongside this crazy, weird looking pastor and, and, and be like, yeah, I want I, I want to I want to build this church. I want to be a part of that. I'm not looking for those that are here to judge or criticize, but those that want to yoke up and say, pastor, if you see it, I may not see it right now, 
now. But pastor, I want to be a part of something great. I want to do something great in my community. I want to build a place where my children and my grandchildren can encounter the presence of God, not just hear some religious rhetoric. I want them to hear and experience the power and the presence of God. I'm looking for vision runners today that say, Pastor, I'm ready to run with you. Let's do this thing, knowing that nothing is impossible with God on our side. If God said it, he will do it. I'm just running with what he said. And I'm looking for people that are ready to run and be a part of this vision. I see in our building, I see this big outdoor esplanade partially covered where we could have outdoor concerts and festivals. I see in our church here in Eagle Pass a a fully functioning cafe and coffee shop with the Christian library. Where you can come and bring your family. Have a cappuccino, frappuccino, and they can play in the playground. And you can fellowship and connect. A church where we don't only visit on Sunday but it becomes the epicenter of our lives and our families a church that we we have a school where we will teach our children not just the word of God but the truth of our American history With quality educators. Any teachers in the house? That's what I see. But we can't do it alone. I need some vision runners. Pastor, I don't run. I got a bad knee. I need some vision hopaloners. People that are willing to pray to serve to give we all have a part to play in this vision and there's room for everybody all I need you to do is to put on your access vision goggles and not see with your eyes but see with your heart yeah we're imperfect And if you're looking for a perfect church, I'll be telling you, you know what? We're not it. You're looking for perfect pastors, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not it. Perfect leadership, this is not the place. But if you're looking for real and authentic, then we're the family for you. At the end of last year, God told me that it was time that we begin to invest in our future legacy. And every step of the way, God has always done this. And he provided every step for us to meet in a home and then a storefront. And then we found this amazing facility. And as amazing this facility is, the vision that God given me, this place isn't big enough. We, you know, and I've looked around and I don't think I've found a building big enough. So we're going to have to make our own. And God said, he said, this is where we're going to start. He said, Pastor Brian, because he knows that I'll never ask for money for myself. But he said, this is what I want you to do. This is our, our, our divine strategy He said, I want you to ask for 100 people that are willing to give $1,000 so that we can use that money to either buy a property and build or buy a building or whatever God's plan is. I don't, I don't, I can tell you right now, I don't know what it is. And I know you're like, Pastor, but we just gave our first fruits and that really hurt. And I'm not asking you to give it now. 
And I'm not asking you to give it all in at one time if you need to split it up in two or three payments. But this, those that are willing to be a part of this vision and this legacy for this community. What you give here is going to be used for Eagle Pass Access Church. And I thought, man, God, a hundred people that give a thousand, that's a hundred thousand dollars. That's a pretty good start. And I don't know how soon or how fast all this is going to take place. All I can tell you is that God said that we need to do that this year. So that tells me that God is working some things out that I don't know yet. Because if he would have told me, I'd probably be scared and ran. I'd resign. I'd be like, see y'all. Do you think that we can get 100 people to give $1,000 here at this campus? And, and if you're new today, if you're saying, oh, I knew, there they go, and just a church, that all they ask for money. We're not a church that we don't ask for money. We rarely pick up special offerings. We don't even pass the plate. We don't call you up so everybody can see who gives and doesn't give. We have... Three different ways you can give online, via text, in person, in our giving box. Because we truly believe that your giving is between you and God. But I do know that God said this is the beginning of our strategy for our legacy. So online we have opened up a new fund. It's called our Greater Legacy Fund. And if you see the vision with me, I want to encourage you to be a part of that hundred people that is willing to give a thousand dollars. Like I said, it's not today. I believe that God could give us property. I believe that people could give, you know, pastor, here's a hundred thousand. But you know what? I, I love the way God works because God doesn't want one man to get the glory. He wants to get the glory. And just like we've done up until now, everything that we've accomplished in a short time the only one that can receive the glory is him because we're not that good he's that good and it's all about him so you think we can do that this year come on put your goggles on take your beard goggles off from Friday and put your access vision goggles on <laughs> and believe with me of great things that God, I truly believe that the church we build is going to be a place where God is going to reach your generations. And we will see his glory manifest in this region. Will you stand? Lord, we love you. We thank you. God, you know how uncomfortable it is for me to stand up here and ask. It's so out, outside of my comfort zone. God, but... I stand here in faith knowing that this is the divine direction, the divine strategy. Because you want to give us an opportunity to be a part of what you're going to build in this community. Lord, just like when Moses took the, the people of Israel out of Egypt and they were going to build this amazing, beautiful, ornate tabernacle, you asked them for offerings. And the people gave up into the point where you had to tell them to quit giving. It's because they could see the vision. Lord, I pray that our people can see the vision. And they'd be willing to be a part of what you're going to build. An amazing church in this city for this community. And we are humbled and honored that by your grace and by your mercy we get to be a part and we just love you and we thank you in Jesus name Amen Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry without you none of this is possible if you like this podcast please like and subscribe and share it on social media thank you for listening God bless you